A northerner from Huddersfield. A Londoner from London. <laughs> That's chuffing obvious. I'm Nat Richards. And I'm David Baker. And welcome to our sophisticated, civilised, refined... Oh, come off it. We're just two Brits in Oz. Having a laugh. Talking all things UK news. This is Aussie Pomcast. Morning, afternoon, evening. Here we are, another Aussie Pomcast. Here we are with all our millions of subscribers. And I think, as Bakes pointed out, you've probably got more people on your BT phone plan. So make sure you give us a like and subscribe. Um, here we are, we're discussing the UK news once again. And we're going to start off with some grim news about fish and chips because it's very important. <laughs> it's very important. And already we've lost everybody. <laughs> um, we're, we're talking about a new report by the WWF. Now, this isn't the Wrestling Federation. Um, <laughs> these are the wildlife mob. And they're saying that um, our, we're basically overfishing for our seafood in the UK, um, in a nutshell. And so we need to start rethinking about the type of fish that we eat. Otherwise, we're going to run out or there's going to be some serious problems in the waters. Yeah, <laughs> not problems in, in the, the waters. waters. In the waters. Uh, yeah, so I, I, what's quite interesting, actually, is I, I think I read that this is the only time they've ever actually been able to collate this kind of information and also, for the first time, ever tell us how much fish people in the UK eat. And so apparently 5.9 billion portions of fish and chips the equivalent of that gets eaten every year so what isn't it well that's i think that's like one every person in the uk had fish every three days that's it's about right is how, that many, right? how many are you having in the baker household oh three a day no <laughs> i don't know i don't know probably not every three days i don't think but everybody in the co- i mean that's not counting for tourists who just come and eat fish and chips because that's, that's our only dish fish but chips and curry that's, that's the staples yeah over there. i know but um yeah so this is actually about those popular dishes, the haddocks, the, you know, cods, the things that everybody eats. Um, it's not a problem per se with them running out because I think they're sustainably fished. And so we're obviously making sure there's always enough there for that to sustain. But it's actually about the animals, the fish that eat those. And yeah. so basically they're finding that they're growing in population and they're not. Sorry, I'm using my basically hands. We've got to, you've got to look after the bigger fish. Yeah. Look after eating the, the little fish that you're eating. Look after the bigger fish batter. and the little fish look after themselves. Off topic, do you have bits down south? What? Like bits. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's not a thing, is it? They call them scraps somewhere. Like in Lancashire, they call them scraps. Right. You know the bits of batter that come on the top of the fryer? They scoop them out and put them on your chips in, up in Yorkshire. And they're called bits? Bits. So you say, I'll have a chips with bits. Fish and chips with bits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. anyway. That's all. But Carry you, on. but you don't eat fish, right? So because you're, I a, don't eat fish. I'm vegetarian. You're a, veg- a yeah. vegetarian, vegetarian. Apart, apart from stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Macca's cheeseburgers. If I've had a big night out. <laughs> you yeah. know this. Yeah, exactly. Macca's drive through. Very good a taxi veg- to go Very good vegetarian, unless I've had a bit. Yeah. I tell you what, it does cost you a lot to take a taxi through Macca's drive through, have you know? Especially if there's a queue. But I always get a Macca's cheeseburger on the way home. <laughs> God. Not in this state, obviously. You know, I'm a responsible mother over here, but. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we're going off topic here, but basically the idea is is that eating all these fish in the UK is basically resulting in the, the predators, you know, your whales, sharks, you know, all the ones we want to look after. Yeah, we want more, more <laughs> yeah. of them, please. Yeah, please. Yeah, carry on. Um, dolphins, mm. everyone likes dolphins. Everyone save the dolphins, dolphins yeah. guys. And seabirds as well. Seabirds. So you've got to save the seagulls. Oh, my God. God. So this, I mean, the, the, this is the circle of life for you here, right? So seagulls eat the fish, but they've got no fish to eat, so they'll go after your chips instead. Yeah, exactly. 
Mind blown. Oh, no. <laughs> Mind blown. Right. So save the seagulls. Don't eat as many fish. Um, and all of this done by the World Wrestling Federation. It's remarkable, <laughs> isn't it? It's yeah, remarkable. Exactly. Just have a chip butty won't be my advice, but moving on. Body slam the chip the chip butty. <laughs> moving on, I think we have to talk about Royals because oh, well, yeah, this morning I mean, on my morning walk I did listen to this podcast. This so this was released overnight right yeah so this is um i mean we don't want to go and plug another podcast again but we might as well because she's probably got more subscribers than we have you reckon (laughs) just a few just a few few to the bt film plan so megan's uh archetypes Mm -hmm. it's like a extension of archwell and archie you know this is a charitable ah okay yeah, it's all got just arch in the beginning. Right, okay. um, anyway, she started this um, Spotify podcast, and the, this is the first one that's just been released. She interviews Serena Williams. She mm-hmm. talks about women's equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, great issue, I, I will say. How, however, I, I just found the whole thing nauseating. <laughs> oh, good. I, I, right. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> really important topic, yeah. but maybe want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, she she takes many swipes at the Royals, and you know how much of a Royalist I am. Yeah. There's a lot of thin thin revealed digs, um, for want of a better term, but basically she she does. Um, I, I mean, there's nothing really massively new in it. It's all okay. we talk about the washing up liquid ad again, which uh, I don't know whether you remember Megan talking about this many times about the fact that she made a complaint about a washing up liquid ad where it says you know women like to use our products. Mm-hmm. And she said it should be changed to people, and they changed it to people. And she was 11, and she wrote this letter to them. Okay. And the, I didn't know, know that, but that's... She's brought it up a million times. That's quite interesting. It's like vegans, you know, mention oh that they're God. vegan all the time. She mentions yeah. that all the time. That she's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> actual woman. Oh <clears throat> um, it's just, yeah, well, it's a bit like that again. But um, we've got Serena Williams, who's a... They, they are buddies, mm-hmm. and they make no secret of the fact that they're buddies, mm-hmm. of course. Um, in fact, Serena Williams is quite interesting, and she talks about. Um, she talks about also. She basically says that um, Harry uh, spoke to her and counselled her through um, her her decision to retire from professional tennis, right. and that she opened up to the pair of them about whether she was going to do it or not. And Harry was, you know, encouraged her to, you know, think it through carefully. Obviously, good advice. Um, and Harry actually makes a cameo appearance in okay. this podcast. Now, this is really funny, because you've got to hear it, really. But um, basically, Harry says, um, references Serena's new hairdo, right. and says um, that it's got a great vibe. Right. And that just sounds to me like, it's our late 30s, I just think that's so cringe. It's not like how you expect a royal, member of the royal family to talk. It's like, oh, it's a great vibe. Serena. Does he it's say it like vibe. that? It does. does he come in there and go, oh, I love the hair, vibe. it's a great vibe. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so cringe. It's so cringe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and what... You're hard to please. I am hard to please. It's just like, to me, it's just a bit cash. I mean, these are members of the royal family. Um, here we are talking about Serena's great vibe with a hairdo. Um... Look, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't like. I haven't listened to it because there are literally seven thousand things that I have that I would rather do. But um, I haven't listened to it. But from what I've read about it, I surely like it's a good thing that someone with that kind of influence, with that power, that's going to get that many subscribers, is talking about the importance of equality and those kind of issues it's nothing to do with a massive contract that they've got and the money and the publicity well, no, and the, I mean, you know, that, the fact that they've been you know netflix yeah, but, shows yeah, that have made it that to happens air. with anybody that decides to take on something and do something interesting with their 
power. Like, and uh, the only thing I really read about, which I totally agree actually with, is how she's been kind of castigated or stigmatized for being ambitious. Right? And I completely agree with that. Women mm. do get this horrible kind of. It's a different attachment to the word ambition for a woman than it is for a man. Yeah. And I completely agreed with what I read that she said. I, I do agree with that, yeah. and uh, uh, Yeah. So, so got, uh, Yes, she does have a point with some things. It's just a lot of it we've heard many times before from Megan. There's not really massive amounts that's new in it. However... But what did you think? Is, she wasn't going to deliver... There is one moment okay. that she talks about. One moment. All right. And she talks about when they go on the South Africa tour. This is where they um, brought out Archie for the first time. We got to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was four and a half months old at the time. And she says how when they first arrived, they left him with his nanny. Mm-hmm. And the nanny had gone down to make a snack, taken little Archie with her, mm-hmm. thank God... Because the heater caught, set fire to the cot in the room and there was this big drama. Anyway, they came back from this engagement with Meghan and Harry and saw that the room had been set on fire and got told all about it. I don't think there was actually a fire, was there? It was just well, smoke. I mean, there's talk of smoke. Was there flames? I mean, she just say, I think she says fire in the podcast. Does she? Okay. Yeah. And, right. uh, yeah, yeah, well, there was this fire. She was distraught, understandably. She says everybody was in tears. We were all very shaken. Mm. And that she was made to go out and do the next engagement and leave the baby behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the people that had organised the tour were concerned about how it might look. Yeah, right. So that's a bit of a swipe at the royals, I reckon, right there. Uh, I mean, at least the royal, the royal staff. Probably, but I mean, I, I guess there's, there's... Again, I read about it, I haven't heard it, but I would say there's two elements to that. that One, that I can identify with. One is, you know, the idea that this kind of near-miss happens with your very young child as your first child. You're obviously massively overprotective. Of course, you're going to be a bit shaken by something like that and you're not going to want to go and do an engagement and it's okay every now and again to say actually I'm just not I'm not in the right frame of mind to do this it's okay yeah we'll put it to one side you can do it tomorrow or you know we'll apologize on behalf and we'll get someone else to talk do you think these people though are actually just trying to protect Megan and Harry because we've always said they're damned if they do damned if they don't yeah. and I do agree with that to an extent I don't think they help themselves a lot of the time and I think they've gone you know what you're going to cop a lot of flack on this tour if you don't turn up to your second engagement how do you think that's going to look that might have been phrased along those lines, you know. I mean, I know, like, yes, there are human elements involved in all of this. And, of course, people have emotions. Yeah, they're all humans. Yeah, they are humans. <laughs> but also, you've got to remember as well the way it's not going to help their image. Maybe it's somebody giving them advice because they're saying, look, the brutal reality is people are going to tear you a new one if you don't turn up to the second engagement they, of the tour. If they I, actually I just, they ca- would have gone just come out and said, uh, and, uh, heater... That would blew up in our in our baby's bedroom, and we were just a bit concerned, and we just wanted to spend some time with them. You see, would they have said that much? You see, well, that, this is but the that's thing. what I mean. Yeah, but, so I that's know. what I mean. Why can't they just say that? And everybody goes, "Oh, that's fair enough." Nobody yeah, really no, that is there's a point. But you know what they don't, though, do they? We don't get that kind of information. We know no. this working in media; it's all very smoke and mirrors, for want of a better. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, but that's the problem with all of this, right? Is you know, she comes out and says it now, and they're like, "Oh." God, she should never say that. She's she's not listening to their advice and she's being overly dramatic and she's doing all of this. Mm. But if she'd said it at the time, she would have been overly dramatic and not listening to people. Like, there is just no winning situation for her. In there, this. No, I agree with that. And anyway, this is the trailer. I think, uh, you know, if you're not going to listen to the podcast, at least just this bit. This the real me in this and probably the me that they've never gotten to know, certainly not in the past few years, um, where everything is through the lens of the media as opposed to, hey, me. I'm just excited to be myself and talk and be unfiltered and yeah, it's fun. But 
didn't you say you want a privacy, Megan? Oh God! Why didn't they say that what they said? Oh God! It's we don't want to be seen through the eyes of the me- media, but you didn't want to be seen at all. You know, and now I was like, oh, you can see me now because I don't like the way you've seen me. You know, they're two different things, right? Someone taking a picture of you as you're walking across the road to get a, some milk as a public figure, and yeah. you deciding that you want to release a podcast where you talk about issues that you're passionate about. They're not the same she thing. Want, she wants people to know the real her, though. It's about her. Yes, exactly. But she has control over it, which is fair enough. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, you're never going to win me over okay. on this one. Uh, let's talk about Kate and Will's. Uh, here Some royals that you do love. Yeah, I do like these. <laughs> I do like these two. Um, they are moving house. And this is... <laughs> <laughs> this should not be a story. However, it is a story <laughs> yeah. because they are paid for by the taxpayer indirectly. So they've mo- moved. Um, they've got another residence, another. So basically, this is a ten-minute walk away from the Queen's um, place at Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Adelaide Cottage. It's got a long history of, of being in the royal family. Um, well, I mean, it's been used by Queen Adelaide, um, which is where it got its name from. And the idea is that they're going to live here so that they can be close to the kids' school. All three are going to go to the same um, hoity-toity private school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to be boarders. They're going to live at home and just be day students, as they call is them. Is that allowed in royal life? I don't know. Well, you know, they are. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's fine the for the them. They could do it's stuff that's, yeah, not, that's not tradition. Um, so, yeah, anyway, they're, they're going to be uh, living at home in this new place. However, they're still going to keep... Apartment 1A at Kensington Palace, which is... I mean, when we say apartment, we're not talking like a little council yeah, one, flat. Yeah. One by one. Yeah. yeah. We're talking a massive, great, big, like, mansion, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, apparently they're quite modest by, you know, royal standards, but I mean... still Royal standards. Big by hold of yeah, yeah. standards, I imagine. <laughs> so they, Although they will be living 10 minutes away from their grandparents, so similar to Huddersfield. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> living next door to Granny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they've got that one. They've got this one and they've got Amna Hall as well, which is their other country home. Yeah. So now we've got three properties yeah. that, I mean... Who doesn't have three properties? Is it excessive for yeah, of in a cost is. of living crisis? And it's not like me to throw shade on the Cambridges. Is it excessive in a cost of living crisis for them to have hold of three residences right now? Probably, but it's like the flip side of that is it's not like you could you know, put them on Airbnb. Like they're royal residences. They're... They just exist. Imagine if they did. How much money would they make? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they start putting it back into the public purse. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's not going to happen. There so is talk that they actually do that. They do have a, an, another an property. Airbnb. Well, another property that they're rumoured to have that is Williams up at Balmoral. Mm. And uh, that's rumoured to be let out commercially. So I don't know to what degree that is. It might be just, you know, it might be somebody, one person that rents it or it oh, might be some commercial. It would just be like for the second cousins that have done something wrong, isn't Maybe. it? Yeah, just, just put them up there for a, few, put them for a few months. <laughs> Stick them in Scotland. <laughs> it's like Australia, but for royals. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, I mean, this comes after they spent four million pounds on renovations. Um, famously, I mean, this is pre-Meghan and Harry dramas with you know the copper bathtub and everything else, mm. and definitely pre-Boris and his fancy wallpaper. They spent a lot of money on renovating their house with two kitchens, and Kate was dubbed Two Kitchens Kate, mm-hmm. uh, which is sexist in itself, but we won't go down that route. Yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, four million pounds they spent on these renovations, which when you figure it out, it's like half a million pounds a year on renos for the time that they've lived there. That's a lot of money. I mean, I'm renovating. I don't, I can't run up half a million pounds. You know? <laughs> no way. But they don't, even with Aussie tradies. But they don't get the criticism, the same level of criticism, right? So, because they are, mem- they are, I mean, he's going to be king. And so, so is he George. So he could do what he wants. 
Well, I mean, there's kind of the, the expectation um, of excess, isn't there? It yeah, comes I mean, with a role, really. Just don't really care. You don't care. <laughs> We've got to move on, haven't we? From one royal family to another, we'll talk about the Beckhams. Oh. The Beckhams. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, you're calling them royalty, right? Yeah, royalty. Beckingham Palace to do with. So, uh, That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, this is Cruz Beckham, and can you believe he is 17? No, upset me. As 17. soon as I read that. I remember when he was named and they were like, they're calling him Cruz. But the, uh, the weirdest thing for me is that David Beckham and Victoria Beckham don't look like they've aged in any way, shape or form and all of a sudden they've got no. adult children and I don't know what happened. <laughs> What's, what is this about? <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, we've got Brooklyn Beckham, as we know, is married and he's, uh, he's claiming to be a chef. That's the latest one. Claiming to yeah, be. He says he's a, that, that's another story. Um, he's a chef these days, mm-hmm. but he's done photography. He's quite creative, it yep. seems. And then we've got Cruz, who seems to have picked up on his mum's love of music. i got Romeo in between who's playing football now yeah well, Romeo's playing yeah so he's doing he's following dad's footsteps mm-hmm. we've got Cruz here who's following mum's footsteps I mean loosely because she didn't do much singing did she I was going to say following, following mum's footsteps musical but hoping to have the musical talents of her dad Although we have heard him sing before. Have we? I do follow them on Instagram, the, oh, the Beckhams. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, work, work things, you know. Yeah, yeah, work like. Yeah, only for work. And um, he, he does, he's, he's got quite a sweet voice. Oh, and uh, yeah, he's very much inspired by Justin Bieber, it seems. He plays guitar. And, Look, he's um, looking a lot like an early Justin Bieber there, yeah. I think. Uh, but, mm. but interesting, and this is kind of why he's made news, not really just because he's performing, because I think he has done that before, but because he's wearing, he's wearing, mm. he's wearing a Spice Girls t-shirt. Good on him. Yeah, fair enough. Good on him. I tell you what, I loved Spice World when I was a kid. I you mean, know, did you watch the movie when you were a kid? No. You never watched Spice World? No. Oh, it's good. It's, it's meant good. to be one of the worst films of all time. It is, but it's so bad it's good. Okay. I all think right. every every girl my age would have watched it. <laughs> I remember we got out of school early to go and see the Spice Girls concert in Sheffield. Once. What do you mean yeah. you got out? I was <laughs> you, not like the school closed early. You know, so the school let us go early. They actually <laughs> said, if you're going to the Spice Girls concert, you can leave now. I think it was history class from memory. And they had a show on in Sheffield and basically <laughs> half the girls in school were going and uh, anyone could get a ticket were going and they, they basically said, well, you you know, we wanted to get out early to go to the show. So they said, if you're going out for the Spice Girls concert, you can leave now. And the rest of the people that didn't so go had to sit and... Pretty much left anyway. Learn about the moguls. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, well, a massive deal. Real throwback and massive element of nostalgia in those T-shirts. I want one. Well, they look like they're quite common because I've seen pictures of... David Beckham wearing them as well, and one of them Common in the Beckham house of Harper wearing one as well, the daughter. So they're Do you they all just wear around the house. I, re- I just reckon. Which spice are we going to be today? Well, they're all. A lot of them have posh spice on them. I'm just guessing they were the ones that didn't sell. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I, I, like, I haven't cranked up two becomes one in a long time, two. but. I didn't oh, need you to do oh, it. it was good. But she she didn't sing, did she? She was the only one she that did, didn't no, sing. She did some singing, did she? but not much of it. Not it much like of it. It was mostly talking, really. Talky singing. Talky yeah, singing. Yeah, okay. You know, not rapping. Yeah. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rapping's a Spice Girl. No, we had Mel C was the singer, really, wasn't she and Emma? Well, and Jerry and the yeah, but they didn't do, Mel they, B. They, they all sung, though. They weren't that great, though. No, but they all sung, right? I don't remember yeah. Posh by singing in any... She did. Okay. She did, yeah. Okay. I used to do her parts when we used to... Did you? Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. I just heard you do two become one. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, moving on to other musical events. We've got police officers doing the Macarena at Lincoln Pride. Now, where do we stand on this? So this is, um, this is. I mean, some police officers having some fun doing the Macarena when it came on and they copped a bit of flack oh, for it. Do you agree with this criticism? No. People saying, you know, there's crimes going on and you've got, I mean, and there's a lot of crime, isn't there? Let's be honest, there's a lot of crime in the UK compared oh, to you. There is. And, and 
there they are. You know, how many of them? One, two, three, four of them. Four of them? Yeah, doing the Macarena. That's basically the whole police force. <laughs> right, there's two, right, right. So, first of all, a, a couple of weeks ago, we actually talked about doing a, there was a dancing police video. It's maybe, mm. I don't know, six, seven weeks away. Them, exactly. They and it went viral. viral. They all go viral. And we talked about doing it. And we just went, oh, no, it just happens all the time. It's quite funny, but let's not talk about it because it happens every five minutes. Now, all of a sudden, they do it. And they do it at a Pride event. And everyone's going, waste of time. They're a joke. <laughs> what they're doing. Go and solve crimes. As if, like, like, I don't know if everybody on social media thinks that police basically just dust fingerprints and kind of go through all the Zodiac killer letters to try and work out cold case stories. But then most of the time they're just engaging with the community or they're just you know there what? as a deterrent or they're just there to protect in case something happens. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I last football event I went to, a soccer event with the um, Manchester United and whatnot here mm. a few weeks ago, and the coppers were buying donuts, and I thought, I've got to get a picture of this. I didn't, but I wished I had. Yeah, but they probably would but, have posed for a photo with you because it's just thing. good engagement. I mean, it's it's just it's, they're, they're just hanging around most of the time watching for when something happens. It's Exactly. Like you feel sorry for those stewards that just have to sit and watch the crowd. They've got to do something to pass the time. And it's not like, I mean, they're standing there and someone's robbing a bank behind them and they're doing the Macarena, is it? I mean, no. have you watched this footage carefully? Though? Maybe somebody is. Maybe, someone's, maybe someone's pickpocketing behind And them. you're saying there's not enough police officers left over from those <laughs> that are in it to actually watch the video to solve the crime. Yeah, it's absolute nightmare. Like, honestly, I just... Give when did everybody become so miserable? And that's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, going on... Go, go, I know, but Jeez. going on social media to complain about police officers having fun at a parade. Like, just yeah, well, their officer in charge has actually backed them in and said, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. the whole point is for them to get engaged with the community at these events and they've... Fit the brief there, haven't they? So, fair enough. I, I think, yeah, better have some fun. I just and don't they did it care. properly, which, I mean, extra points for that. Honestly, I just feel... They can like do Saturday night now. I just feel it's you a little bit one? like me going into a supermarket and buying some things and someone saying, how, how are you? Did you have a nice day? And me going, you're here to sell me stuff. Don't say hello. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. It just makes me just sad. Just like that. It, it does make me sad. sad. But one thing that does make me very happy, however, is Ryan Reynolds giving a pug to a tiny little Indian restaurant. <laughs> uh, so he's been to this restaurant, which, I mean, for those, I mean, we've talked about this before, but mm. Ryan Reynolds is now part owner of Wrexham yep. Football Club. And uh, he was over there he just turn up to the odd game he's I think been he's, to quite a lot brilliant yeah yeah well um, it's for a documentary but yes still yeah he turns up yeah yeah Fair I enough. he's probably got like i mean more glamorous places to be hanging out not a slight on Wrexham. what are you saying not a slight on Wrexham, but he's probably got some fancier places to be right now but he doesn't he hangs around in Wrexham, and you know what he doesn't go like he don't go swanning off so to where all the fancy spots in london he goes to the local curry house and he orders, it looks like it might have been a takeaway because nobody remembers serving him. Yeah, I know. But the, <laughs> the funny thing about this is that the the people that own it, like, um, they have no, they, they've been seeing the photo of him and they go, we don't know who that is, so yeah. we don't know if he's come in or and not. That's the thing, it could have been one of his staff that turned up. It could have been yeah, him, yeah. but he could have flown under the radar anyway because these people wouldn't have a clue yeah. who he was. Um, anyway, he turns up and he goes and puts on his Instagram um, a picture of the menu with including, you know, a big pug for them and the phone number and everything. And uh, so says it's the best Indian food in Europe. I mean, that's a... It's a I big it's a, claim. Has he tried them all? Yeah, I thought it's a bit... I, I, look. He hasn't been to the pink elephant in Meltham in Uddersfield. Oh, really? Tell you, that's bloody good. But what... I, that, it, so... It takes some beating. All right, this isn't who can plug the smallest Indian yeah. restaurant. Pink <laughs> like, elephant's but, a good one. But, so, obviously, the flip side of the last story is this is actually a nice kind of use of social media. Just giving a small business a little bit of a plug when you know that your followers... 
you know, most of them aren't going to fly from LA to Wrexham to go for an interview. We've talked about the Binwe Mega Oh, yeah, that is true. Lots of people. This might become the next Binwe Mega This is the next Binwe Mega Light of India. But it's, it's a weird thing to say best in Europe because to me what that actually says is it's really, really good, but I've had some in LA and in America yeah. that's better. It's good. India's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he didn't say the best in the world. So just, well, why not just say best in Wrexham? <laughs> it's the same thing. You don't like... He's tried them all. He's tried them all. It's the, best, the best in Europe. Yeah. One team who aren't the best in Europe, also, however. Also, Go someone on. hasn't told him that they're not in Europe anymore. Anyway, one, one team who are, definitely aren't the best in Europe right now is Manchester United. However, they're a bit of a win on the on the weekend. Bit of a, uh, but the, I mean, all the fans are still kicking off. Yeah, yeah, it's so, all kicking off. Here. So obviously, they're protesting over the ownership of the Glazers, who've owned it for that for a long time now. It seems ten years or so, I think. But um, yeah, they're prote- They did this last year, and the game got cancelled or postponed because of it. And so there was actually lots of talk about it being candle together and Liverpool getting the points but it did go ahead and Man United actually Thank beat God Liverpool did for them. I know mm. they actually beat Liverpool and so now Liverpool are in a bit of a, a, a difficult period for them in terms of where they're expected to be and if you lose to Man United remember when losing to Man United just used to be the norm and now it's just like it just now used it's to be the, the ultimate insult the two, yeah, for Tottenham especially it just used to be the two times a year we just went well we're not going to get any points from those unfortunately oh, we might go three no up but we're going to lose it so well, that's then this is what the fans are annoyed about is that they're saying that you know because they're in such debt now that they're actually like not no money's been spent on the club anymore. We used to be the cream of the crop, the best of the mm. best. We had the best stadium, the best fans, the best everything. And they said that uh, one guy in particular says, "Oh, you know, the place hasn't had a lick of paint in ten years, yeah. and the training facilities are a bit, you know, downtrodden." Well, that surprised me actually. Like Gary Neville has come out and said the stadium is kind of in disrepair now. Like, and I was just like, I went there. Seems like a long time ago, but it was obviously state of the art at the time. But when I think about it, it's a long time ago. Been some of the championship grounds, jeez. Honestly. I've been to some of the worst grounds you'll ever see. Pigeon like, <laughs> <laughs> poop everywhere and God knows yeah, yeah, what else. Exactly. Yeah, they're probably not yeah, they probably shouldn't be complaining about that eighty thousand seater stadium really. But um yeah, I mean obviously they have dropped a long way from where they were. Um but they're still spending a lot of money. They're still spending a lot more than anybody outside the top six, for example. So uh, I'm talking millions, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean billions. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, what can we... Somewhere in between that. What can we afford in Huddersfield? We actually cannot afford a lick of paint, probably. Yeah, exactly. It's all loans and no paint. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, is what it is, but hopefully we can... uh, I'd like to see United at least be a little bit competitive this season. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I would. I I mean, I don't like... I mean, nobody likes Man United in Huddersfield, but we ate Leeds more. Okay. And so as long as they beat Leeds, we're happy. So you want Man United to finish 10th and Leeds to finish 20th? Is that the kind of... That would be ideal. Okay, cool. Yeah, but um, I I mean, yeah, I did say that Huddersfield will be playing Man United next season, but I just don't think it'd be, you know, the other I don't think it will. Do you reckon? I don't think either way. Wouldn't that be mad? Yeah, but I don't think either way Huddersfield will be playing Man United next year. Sorry. Alright, okay. Well, uh, on that very upbeat bombshell, that's the rest for us. So make sure you like and subscribe and we'll see you next week. See you later. Aussie Pomcast is brought to you by the West Australian and Perth Now. Hosted by Natalie Richards and David Baker. Our producers are Kate Ryan and Natalie Bongiolo. You can find other podcasts produced by 7 West Media by searching for The West Australian wherever you get your podcasts.